Welcome to the Thunder Underground Podcast. This is episode 87. I'm here with Jason. My name's Trent. And we got some good stuff for you, right? We sure do. What do you know? 87. That's a great year. That's whenever Appetite for Destruction came out. Yep. Which kind of plays into our theme of this week. A little bit. A little, a little bit, bit in a way. It's from the era, yeah. at least. not. And you know, there was the whole send oral to heaven in 87 thing going on. There was. Hey! I've, I've st- I still, to this day... I own a bumper sticker that says Send a World to Heaven in 87. That's right. And it has a dollar sign with a circle and an X through it. <laughs> oh, I think man. Michael Thrasher actually found it at a thrift shop or something and bought a couple See, of See, I thought one. he had it. You have it? No, we both do. Oh, I think he found a couple and gave me one. If that's I remember awesome. Right. Yeah. Best bumper sticker ever. <laughs> but we'll stop right there. Right. Google it if you don't know what the hell we're talking about. <laughs> This your first time tuning in, thethunderunderground.com, soundcloud.com backslash thunder-underground, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all that stuff as well. We're going to talk about Streets Gone Wild because that just happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma this weekend from Thursday to Saturday night. We were out there for the whole thing. Yes, we were. It was a blast. So just getting into it. Yeah, we got out there Thursday evening. The pre-party kicked the thing off at the Ideal Ballroom. We had Mike Tramp doing a solo acoustic show and Kip Winger doing a solo acoustic show. Yes. Thankfully, we got out there early enough, had a little time to talk to some people before Mike Tramp took the stage. And yep. then just like the whole weekend, as soon as we get there, we start running into people that we know from either Rocklahoma or from this podcast or just the local scene yep. or people from we, Night Ranger or yeah, whatever. Yeah, or people we even fucking went to high school with. That's true. <laughs> yeah, just... It's a great time, you know, because not just if you're into music and going to concerts or festivals, you know, this is a, obviously a general, I mean, a specific thing that brings yes. out people that love this kind of music. Yeah. And that's what, you know, if you've listened to this podcast, you know, both of us are huge fans of that era. That's oh, yeah, we, big time. The era that we cut our teeth on, so to speak. That's right. That's right. You know, we'll get into this and, and uh, you know, I'm just going to let you cover the Mike Tramp section. Okay. Right now. <laughs> Is that your way of saying you didn't, you weren't paying attention? <laughs> Pretty much. I, okay. And it's not because, you know, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm not trying to hate. I'm just not a big white line fan. Right. Mike Tramp fan. So I was, you know, I was hanging out with Josh and just, you know, having a couple drinks, uh, you know, just kind of waiting for Kip. Right. <laughs> well, I've seen white line a few times. Great stuff. Obviously, I didn't get to see him back in the day with Vito Brada, yeah. but you know he's he puts on a great show. I've always loved White Lion. I had the CDs back in the day, cassette, whatever, and you know his his music translates well to acoustic. But for me, it was just one of those things where I enjoyed his electric stuff more than I enjoy his acoustic. I mean, he could say that for a lot of people because you're going to a rock show, you want to rock, I guess. Yeah, but, definitely. Obviously, that's not always the case because we're going to get Kip Winger in a bit, and that's spectacular <laughs> whichever way you go. Yeah. But, you know, Mike Tramp was good, and it was it was cool. I just, it's just one of those things where I would have preferred it to be a full band thing, I think, with him. Mm-hmm. 
But I get that. It's just one of those things, you know. If if you like White Lion, if you like the songs, there's no reason you wouldn't like it. Yeah. You know, and he even threw in the Radar Love cover, you know, because White Lion had a radio hit with that. That's right. That's that translated well to acoustic too, and you know, glad to hear Broken Heart and obviously all the other hits. And there you go. A little break in between there, mingling, and then Kip Winger hits the stage. Yes. I've this one thing, you know. Everybody that knows me knows. It, to a point that I get ridiculed about how much yeah. I love Kip Winger. That's right. Not just Kip Winger, the band, because I love Red Beach as much as I love Kip Winger. Yeah. Rod Mortenstein, whatever. I'm not going to get into it's like fanboy. It's a fanboy. Oh, there's Trent yeah. with Winger again. You <laughs> right. know. Oh. Well, the chance I'd got to see him acoustic was like a couple years ago. He was coming to Oklahoma City, and he ended up having to cancel the show because he got sick. Yeah. And so I never had seen him acoustic. I'd seen Winger several times. So I was really excited about this. and. He walks out there on stage with a twelve-string guitar, and I know I've I've seen him, I've seen YouTube videos and stuff of him playing, but I mm-hmm. guess I just wasn't paying enough close attention, just listening to it. Yeah. But I was kind of surprised he did the whole set with that twelve-string guitar. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I thought uh, yeah, that made it a, a lot fuller, and it's really smart if you're going to do an acoustic set, just you. That that, like I said, just makes it just rounds out the sound. Yeah. Makes everything a, a lot fuller. And uh, I, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I mean, the guy can sing, the guy can play. I mean, you know, you kind of you kind of brought me over to the to the winger camp. You really did. Uh, <laughs> years and years, you finally wore me down. But I mean, they're yeah. they're stellar fucking musicians, and uh, just the arrangements that he lent to some you know some of these classics was really cool. And, uh, you know, he interacted with the crowd, you know, he seemed happy to be there. So, I mean, I, you know, I can't complain. It was, uh, it, it kind of, it pretty much lived up to what I was expecting and hoping for. Yeah. And he fucking did, uh, Down Incognito, which was amazing. Yes. Cause that's like their best song ever. <laughs> well, he, he pretty much hit every radio single that was a, a hit, you know, yeah. with, Headed for Heartbreak, Madeline 17, Easy Come, Easy Go, Can't Get Enough, Miles Away, yeah. Down Incognito. Yeah. But then he threw in like some stuff that wasn't, you know, common, like Under One Condition from uh, Pool as well, yeah. which is a fantastic album. Which yeah, Down you love that. From. Yeah, yeah, and then he played Rainbow and a Rose, which is like a big favorite to a lot of people alive because it's one of those, like you said, stellar musicians. It's one of those songs that really show their musicianship. Yeah. And pulling that off on a 12-string is pretty impressive. And yeah, that was yeah. one of the ones that he he started saying, what do you want to hear? He didn't have a set list, and that's something that some <laughs> guy yelled out, and he played it. And speaking of, yeah, Jason here yelled out, Rat Race. I sure did. he got a response from Kip. Yeah. So if you were there, that was this guy. <laughs> yeah, that and was he, me. That was pretty cool. He said, you know, hey, someone here knows our new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so he's probably not used to that, I guess. But. Yeah, and, and then even later, he said, man, I wish I could have played Rat Race for that guy. Oh, and there he is walking off. And I just went to, like, throw my beer bottle away real quick. <laughs> but then <laughs> after he did that, he sang. <laughs> he started singing it, he yeah. sang, He at least sang it without playing it. So, so hey, we made it memorable. Because he acknowledged that's a little hard to play yeah, oh, acoustic. And I'm sure it was. <laughs> I just wanted to, you know. Uh, have a little fun there right well yeah and like he, you, he seemed to enjoy it so that works yeah but like you said he interacted with the crowd yeah. he, he was being you know funny and stuff and not just you know a lot of people ramble on too much sometimes between songs and it's either boring or not amusing but you know he 
kept the bits, you know, short, but it was always interaction and talking to people. We brought some lady up there to sing Miles Away with him, and I don't know if, I don't think that was planned, because I heard him say, you know, usually try to bring someone up during some of this stuff, and mm-hmm. she sounded great, so hey, I works. guess that worked out for him that it wasn't a train wreck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, even if it was, it probably wouldn't have been a train wreck, because, you know, it was just the vibe of it. It was real yeah, loose, just having fun. fun vibe, having, having a great time, so it was it was awesome. Yeah. And both of them, you know, were there pre-partying. They'd come off stage and talk to people, took pictures, oh, shake yeah. hands, all that stuff. And Eddie Trunk was out there because, you know, he was one of the hosts for the whole weekend. And um, like I mentioned, Night Ranger earlier, Brad Gillis was in and out that whole night. and Yeah. Which was really cool to see because it's just like not only is it a dude from one of the headlining bands, it's exactly. one of the... You could probably use the word underrated with him. Everybody knows he's oh, good. Everybody knows he's great, I should say, but his name never comes up when people are talking about greats, Yeah, if that's a good way to put Gro- it. Grossly underrated. This yeah. guy's just a wizard on the guitar, and not enough people know it. And he, he was just hanging out, you know, having drinks with everybody. You could go up to him, get a picture, talk to him. It was, it was just kind of a, you know, it was no big deal. So that was great as well. Yeah. You know, this pre-party was put on. They anybody that bought like the VIP packages or anything like that could get into this, and you know, there's a pretty good turnout in there. And you know, I didn't even start this whole thing off by saying, you know, Streets Gone Wild is a farm rock event, and it's also which is put on by Frederick Entertainment. And for this Tulsa version of it, they had Tom Green with Ideal Ballroom, you know, basically organize and set everything up on yeah. site, you know, because he's. Got tons of experience with this in Tulsa, because if you're from this area, you remember D-Fest. That was Tom Green and his crew. Yeah. And that always went off great, and this thing went off great. So uh, you could thing, tell they, yeah. they knew what they were doing, so they got someone, you it, know, glad they hooked up with Tom Green, so this thing was a oh, success, yeah. you know? This thing was uh, this thing was perfect. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better experience, and, you know, uh, all those guys worked their asses off. It was, it was a great weekend, a great event. Yeah. You know, no reason to go into what happened Thursday night after pre-party. It's not crazy. I'm just saying. Oh, uh, yeah. Even more people there was, with, yeah. with antics, you know. <laughs> antics. Oh, yeah. God. Anyway, Thursday. <laughs> that was Thursday. Then Friday is when the official event kicked off Friday evening at like 5 o'clock. Yes. And our intention was to get there when the doors open. But you know how your intentions go yeah. sometimes with these things. You know, doesn't hang, always go the yeah, way it's supposed to. You're hanging out with friends, you're talking, yeah. pre gaming, you know, at the hotel, That's all this right. stuff. And we were going to try to get over there in time to see Road Dog because neither one of us knew much about him just to check out a band. Yeah. And we got there about halfway or probably three quarters away during when their set would be done. And Don Jameson was on stage doing stand up. Yes. And so I don't know if he replaced them or something, but I had wondered the whole time leading up to this why he wasn't a part of the event because he was on tour with faster pussycat yeah. who's playing who but was he, playing friday yeah but he was never billed yeah so i thought well that's kind of weird yeah. but i assume he'd probably be hanging around because he's on tour with him and then we walk up and he's mm. doing his bit and we hear like five minutes of it while we're in line yeah and then to get in and that's dead. it yeah <laughs> so that kind of sucks we yeah. missed that but <laughs> you know regardless we ran into him later i think in the post that's party right. area that's that right night and Talked to him for a minute and gave him a card and all that kind of great stuff. All that kind of stuff. So it was good. It was cool to see him out there. And after that, I think the first 
was the first band to go fast pussycat yeah yeah they were like friday you know there was less bands obviously because it started in the evening saturday was a whole day deal fast pussycat comes out and i know kind of like you said about white line i know i've always been a bigger fan of these guys than you are but yeah. i know i just always dug the fact that you know i love that sleazy dirty stuff and those guys are kind of the kings of it oh they are for sure and you know you got to give credit to them that here we are 30 years later and they've never slowed down and Mm-mm. they still tour relentlessly and they still act like it's 1986 yes. relentlessly yes, from everything you do. ever hear and yeah. from you know i saw them out there and some friends of ours hung out with them friday night after the whole thing you know and you just hear good stories you know yeah. so it's cool to see that <laughs> tamey down chad stewart and all these guys aren't letting the fucking lifestyle stop no they're they're they're, <laughs> they're keeping it going well well into the years yeah. <laughs> But, you know, they they sounded good. I thought the only thing I noticed, I thought their sound, like the actual sound of the whatever, just didn't seem as full as some of the other bands. And I don't yeah. know if that was a sound guy problem or what that was. But, I mean, that's not taken away from the fact that he sounded good and the band sounded good. It yeah. just didn't it just didn't have the fullness that, like, every band after them had. Yeah. So I don't know what the deal was with that. But it's cool to see them. You know, they're always at these types of things. So And it had been a few years since I've seen them. And then after that was Vixen. Yes. And we actually caught them at Rocklahoma many years ago, but it was a different version. Yeah. That was the one where it was the version with everybody but Jay and the singer, right? Or am I saying that right? No, it was everybody. The guitar player uh, was the only original. Okay, that's right. And and this time it was completely reversed. Yeah. She, she is passed away, but the other three original ones are left. And the thing with that is, I remember the story is right. They they finally got back together and were calling it something else for a while. Yeah. And then they got her blessing, you know, when she was sick. Yes. To go on as Vixen. Yeah. And she gave him the blessing, even though, because I guess they had been I think there in disagreements for a while, you know, sure, lawsuits, yeah. that kind of crap, whatever. Yeah, but Exactly. So, yeah, it was three of the four original members, and it's just, you know, Vixen's one of those bands I've always liked, but I never really followed too heavily but it's just kind of crazy how fucking badass they were yeah is that a good way to say it I yeah don't know. it's weird it's like back then it wasn't a big deal but i look back i look now and i'm like oh, a couple of those songs are pretty fucking good and you know i think they i think it gets they probably get a, a little bit more of a hard time you know because they're women and because it was really kind of sugary poppy kind of stuff yeah but at the same time I don't give a shit. It's a good song, and go fuck yourself. <laughs> right. You know, and I thought they did a fucking great job. They looked great. It sounded amazing. Uh, so, I mean, you know, and they did, uh, you know, they, they uh, played their hits uh, just famously, you know, perfectly executed. Uh, so it was awesome. Yeah. They... I have no complaints <laughs> at all. And what's her name? It's Jan, right? The yeah. singer? Yeah. You know, I can say I was 50 feet from her. Yeah. And it was a joy. <laughs> I bet. Because she's a phenomenal looking woman. Yes. Yes, she is. All right. that That's not a review of a show. That's just my <laughs> statement there. That's just an opinion. <laughs> yeah. It wouldn't. It wouldn't have mattered if if it wouldn't have mattered if they all looked like Lena Dunham. <laughs> they would have went up there and fucking played all that shit. Right. They still would have sounded badass. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. 
But speaking of looking great, Steelheart. He's a beautiful man, I'll say. Uh, I can't lie. God, here we go. <laughs> Jesus. Stuart, like like Winger, Stuart's another band that I was diehard about back then and still yeah. to this day. And you go see him live and you realize why everyone should be diehard about this band. You know, just obviously Millie's the only one left, you know, mm -hmm. from the original lineup. But he's had the core, he's had this lineup, uh, well, the rhythm section with him now for 10, 15 years. Yeah. Or since he basically reformed the band in early 2000s or mid 2000s. Been the guitarist. Spot has changed a few times, but really, when you go to Stillheart, you're there to see him. Yeah, you know, sure the guitarist is great. You got to be to be in a band with him. You got to be a stellar musician. And speaking of, Rev Jones is in the band, and he's one of the best bass players you'll ever see. Yeah, yeah, he's one of the best you'll ever see. And ever. you talk about underrated. Yeah, I mean, no kidding. Beyond underrated, but you know, he's playing with the heavyweights. You know, with the voice like that, and he's played with Michael Shanker, who's one of the best rock guitarists ever, and. Yeah, Leslie, West. Leslie West, yeah. Mountain, all that stuff. And, but Steelheart, you know, is is on these festivals, but not enough, in my opinion. You know, they, but they, they don't play as much or tour as much as some of these other bands, or they yeah. do one offs, I guess. But they play in Japan a lot because obviously they're huge there. Yeah. But I mean, you can't. We talked about this on a pre thing. We talked about it before. I mean, this guy is just unbelievable. Yeah, this is one of those, you know, uh, his voice is up there with like Rob Halford and Ripper Owens. Yeah. It's just more of a hard rock thing than a metal thing. I mean, the guy can, I mean, he's just got iron pipes. Yeah. Seriously. And the fact that, you know, he, you watch him and you just get like blown away that, you know, even though we've seen it happen several times, we saw him a couple times in Oklahoma, Rock in America, you know, and he holds that mic out like at arm's length, not yeah. just a, not just a few inches, like literally at the full length of his arm up above him. Yeah. And he's screaming and the, the voice level never changes from when the mic's in front of his face. Yeah. I mean, that's power. Yeah. And it's just unbelievable how much he projects and how well he's taking care of his voice over the course of the past. Well, the first time came out 26 years ago now, but he's obviously singing well before that. So the past 30, 35 oh, years, yeah. this guy is, taking amazing care of his voice yeah. and it's just unbelievable that yeah stellar stellar yeah. pipes and we got everybody loves eileen <laughs> we got three rock star songs we'll usually always do you yeah blood pollution stand up and shout and we all die young yes and of course i'll never let you go you know is usually people's oh, yeah. highlight yeah you, you my gotta... highlight was we all die young yeah that yeah. song is just so fucking unbelievable yeah i know that that is really and tidbit for those that's the one that's the one that, that yeah. gets you oh, yeah. right in the cockles, the yes. subcockle area. Sub, maybe even the subcockle area. We just don't know. <laughs> yeah. But a uh, factoid for those of you that don't know, that is actually a Steelheart song. Yes. Not a Steel. Not a rock, yeah. Yeah, it's from the movie Rockstar, Steel Dragon, which is how everybody knows it. But that was written by Millie on their album Wait that came out in 96, I think, or 97. Yeah. After the whole era ended and most people weren't paying attention. That's one of the tracks on that album, and then they reworked it with, you know, the Steel Dragon musicians for, yeah. the, for the Rockstar movie. That's right. Well, so yeah. Just look him up on YouTube if you haven't seen him live, and if he's anywhere close to you drive, it's worth a drive. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah hands down. Night Ranger. Is that... Am I Great White. This? Oh, Great White. Great, Great White was up next. And, you know, we talked about him from Rocklahoma. They're always 
there was a solid, great live band. You know, Terry does a great job. It's, he sounds great. Actually, sounds really fucking great. Yeah. But that's what, you know, it's just going to sound a little hypocritical because I'm, I'm always championing guys that replace other guys. Yes. You know, you're John Bush or John Karabi or Jizzy Pearl, <laughs> whatever. But, you know, and I love Terry. He's great. But Jack Russell is one of those guys that his voice is so iconic to that band and to that era that it's just never the same. Yeah. And, I, you know, people say that about Jenny Lane. And so that's what makes me hypocrite because I love Jenny Lane, but I fucking <laughs> love Robert Mason. Yeah. So, you know, it just kind of don't know why I'm saying all this, but, you know, it sounded great. The band sounded great. They hit all the hits. People love it. And, well, there was a girl standing by us that didn't love it. But, yeah. You know, we won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you want you want you want Jack Russell back. Yeah, but I mean, I you know I understand that's not going to happen. I'm not one of those people that's going to bitch about a guy not being there yeah. because they have issues they don't want to play. Why would you go on stage? You're not happy. Skid Row. That's I've always exactly. that's another thing I've championed is Dave. Well, Rachel Boland basically they're sticking to their guns. Mm-hmm. Why go on stage if you're not happy? Yeah. You know, sure mm-hmm. you might make a little money, but more power to you if you're willing to forego money for happiness. I know. You know, and yeah. Jack Russell's out there doing his thing and his recent stuff in the last couple of years, he sounds good, you know, live. So yeah. if you're a fan, you get two chances to see this band and, you know, you go see Great White, Mark Kendall's been the foundation of that band for 30 years and yes. he fucking sounds good live. Yeah, he does. So there you go. He gets it. Yeah. And speaking of Jack Russell, he's coming to Oklahoma City in November something. That's right. I saw that. And I think, I saw that. was it? Fist of Rage, someone th- we know, I or think no, so. Chasing Jenny, I know. Okay, maybe both of them. We'll, we'll, we'll have, have to. Up. We'll have to look that up for sure. I'm sure we'll talk about that yeah. more in the coming months. But yeah, Jack Russell's coming to Oklahoma City limits, so that'll be cool if we get a chance to go to that. Definitely. Well, then we got Night Ranger. Oh, let's get into it. You've seen Night Ranger before. You know how good these guys are. They're just. I think I mentioned in the preview thing <clears throat> just how. It's just one of those bands that's just fun. Yeah. You know, they're everybody on that stage is still a musician, but it's like, that's one of those bands that kind of cover it with just how much fucking fun it is. Yeah, you know, it's exactly. not like, it's not like watching Dream Theater where it's not like, this isn't fun, but it's just like you're cued in on how fucking amazing everything is. <laughs> it's just like a good time, vibe, a party. Night Ranger brings it. Yeah. I mean, Jack Blades is just, uh, I think like um, Eddie Trunk put it the other day in one of his feeds is just a freak of nature i mean you know to keep going and sounds great and moves around like he's 25 and yeah uh, just put on a great show i mean i've always liked night ranger everyone you know it's kind of they kind of get lumped in with like the more uh poppy kind of things you know from the early 80s instead of the glammier the metal more metal kind of things but yeah they've always had great songs uh Memorable songs, fun songs. Brad Gillis is a fucking insane guitar player. Yeah. Um, always. Uh, so I, I've always really enjoyed them. And, uh, you know, their live show is, like, super fun. Yeah. Well, yeah, and you mentioned that about how they kind of get lumped in with that other stuff. They go on tour with Journey or Foreigner yeah. or Boston or someone, and then they turn around and play a festival with Fast Pussycat. Yeah. And Steelheart and Great White and it all makes sense. Yeah, it does. It really does. And, and pe- uh, fans at both of them yeah. freaking love it. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, they, they're up there having a good time. It's not just us having a good time, right? Because it's like he, 
you know, mentions Brad Gillis used to be the guitarist for Ozzy. Yes. And then they played, they played like a minute, Train, a minute of Crazy Train. There. And, yeah. And Carrie Kelly. actually they played the whole thing, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they did. And yeah. then Carrie Kelly yeah. used to be with Alice Cooper. So, ah, fuck it. Let's play schools out. <laughs> yeah. You and know? then you mentioned he used to play with Slash. And oh, so yeah. They, they played, started playing. They played like yeah, I remember that. 30, 45 <laughs> seconds of Sweet Child yeah. of Mine. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, he played on Slash Snake Pit, which is phenomenally underrated. That's right. That's right. Better than his new stuff with Miles Kennedy. I'll say it. Oh, shit. And I love Miles Kennedy. That's a different episode. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, where else to go? I mean, Jack Blades is just fucking badass. And I, I'm glad he wasn't at that pre party with. Uh, Brad Gillis, because I probably would have said something stupid, you yeah, know, about how Game Yankees changed my life or something. Oh my god, or, yeah, or how Mister Please is just like the most <laughs> underrated song in 1992's history. Or That's I don't right. know. You know. Hey, I liked Uprising. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, and at that at that time in the set, you know, the the storm kind of started coming in. It got right. really windy, and I think they got cut short a couple songs. Yeah, because. Uh, Shit was literally blowing away. Right. Like, literally. Yeah, they were scheduled, I think, till midnight. Yeah. And it, they shut it down at 11.45. They didn't play You Can Still Rock in America and When You Close Your Eyes yeah. and something else. I saw a set list that someone posted after, and you could see what was cut out. But, um, well, speaking of damn Yankees, they played Coming of Age and High Enough. Yes. So we got we got that, thankfully. I know. Before. And we got Sister Christian. Yeah, of course. And we got, I'm not going to say it. You can say it. Well, Sentimental Street? Yeah. Hey, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> right. That's a great song. I don't want to go on record in case the off chance that someone from my Night Ranger is listening. I'm not going to say it, so we'll just move along. You're a dick. <laughs> no, I just talked about how much I love Night Ranger. <laughs> and how Sister Christian's unbelievable, how... High enough's unbelievable. Even well, though that's not. not look here. How look, when you close your eyes and it, that monkey in that video is unbelievable. Here's what we're gonna do then. I love that fucking song, and if they want to come in here and talk to me, they can, and you can just go somewhere else <laughs> right. and hang out with Tammy Down or something. I'll do it. Or Mike Tramp. I'll hang out with either either one of them over ever hearing that song again in my life. Yeah, man. And I've said that every time I've ever seen them live. That's the only time I hear it. I will not hear it any other time. Moving right <laughs> along. <laughs> Well, yeah, so you said stuff's blowing around. Like, yes. We walked towards the back because one of our friends, Tommy, said, hey, you know, this storm's about to hit. You should probably get in the bar over here, you know, to get cover. Yeah. And we walked towards the back. You know, Night Ranger's still playing, and this gust of wind comes through, and I'm talking like I turned around and, like, gravel and shit was hitting me in the face. Yeah, no shit. And I was, like, ducking, you know, around the corner for a minute. And then, yeah, you know, there was a couple vendors over there, and, of course, the merchandise with the band merch and stuff you know was like they were all scrambling grabbing stuff yep. to stuff in boxes because like literally like their merch was starting to fly fly everywhere yeah exactly and, and then i noticed we walked the other side and all the canopies that were above like the outside bars and the beer tents and that stuff was starting to like lift up and i think you even grabbed one to help them yeah yeah it was to, like right by me it started yeah. to lift up so yeah. i had i grabbed it you yeah. know and i know you know i know that's a big worry especially for an event like this because there's a a mobile stage out there, mm-hmm. which if there's massive gust of winds, that's a scary situation. Because yeah, in exactly. the past ten years, we've had instances, even at Rocklahoma. Yeah, no like, doubt. I remember there was a country show a couple years ago. Just stuff where like you hear bad things happen when yeah. the stage falls over. Well, so they pulled the plug on it, which you know you've got to yeah. be safe. Yeah, so you do. You really do. Kudos for them to make a decision in time, and it ended up 
It didn't even really rain hard. There was just high gusts of winds. Yeah. And thankfully that didn't even last real long. Just no, a little, after, little ways after midnight, I think. And so we got lucky, I think. And that's when we went into the bar and met Don Jameson. Oh, that's true. Yes. So that was yeah. cool. Yeah. Very cool. And that was that was our Friday, I think. Yeah. Did that wrap it up? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know, kind of like I mentioned, these guys are all staying at the hotel down the street. We go back to our hotel right. and we see, you know, Great White, several of the guys from Great White were there hanging out in a bar. Yeah. Billy from Stillheart was walking through the We We opened the elevator, elevator and like, boom, there he was staring yeah. at us. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he kind of didn't look happier. He looked real serious, so I just kept going. Well, probably because like, he, he walked through that lobby and it probably took him 12 minutes yeah, to get 42 exactly. feet yeah, because no he took 82 pictures. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, I'm a fanboy, but I've done that before, so yeah. I'm not going to bother him. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so there's some tips for you. If you're in Tulsa and you like a band that's playing the BOK or festival, they're probably staying at the Hyatt. Yes. So. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Yeah. Check out the Hyatt. All right, so we get up Saturday. Hit Fat Guy's Burger Bar, because that's what you do whenever you're in walking distance of Fat Guy's. That's right, and it was and, fucking amazing. Yeah. There's another tip for you people. Yeah. If you're not from this area, and you're coming to this area, go there. That's right. There's like three or four locations around town now, and it's just phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And they named it after me, so you know <laughs> it's fucking good. Yeah. Like, it's super good. <laughs> right. Well, we get over to the show. In time to see Driver, thankfully. Yes. You know, we wanted to get there before everything, but you know how it goes. Like I said, we get there in time to see Driver. Love these guys. We've seen them several times. Never disappoint. No, they sounded great. Uh, I think they played a new song, right? Yeah. Yeah, they it played sounded a new song. great. Uh, and uh, they were on they were on backline, you know, rented gear, and they still pulled it off, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I know that... Uh, I know we talked to Mike and Jude about, you know, playing on other people's stuff, but, you know, they made the proper adjustments and they pulled it off. Sounded great. Yeah. I know Jude said, you know, he's used to being cordless and yeah, he wasn't able to do that at the yeah. show. And then, but, you know, I've always thought with drummers that would be especially hard. Yes. Because you're used to an exact setup and you get up there and you might, I know he had some of his cymbals up there and I yeah. think he said he had a snare. But it's like, you know, you don't have your full rig. You don't have, obviously. Have, might not be where you want it and right. stuff. Yeah. If you're a professional, you're going to be able to play it and pull it off. But it's just like, you write these songs in a way. Exactly. You know, and then you're going to get up there and have to go on the fly, you know, making hoping they sound right, you know. Yeah. But to, you know, his sake, they sound right to me. So. Yeah. Hey, and, it worked out. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, they're just a, a solid hard rock band, melodic, catchy. You know, Adam's a. Great singer. You know, all five of these guys are great at what they do. You know, they really put on a professionalism, professional show. They look the part. They sound the part. They do it. You know, when they were walking around after the show and I noticed when they're coming across, I noticed coming across that front part, you know, yeah. I think they're going to eat or something like during the next band set and they, tons of people I saw stopped them along the way, yeah. you know, so I'm sure they made some new fans hopefully and. Yeah, I mean they they definitely deserved to kick this thing off, and uh, it was uh, it was a great set. They sounded amazing. Yeah, and we've had Mike actually on this podcast twice now. Twice. Yeah, go way back. He was on an early episode, and then a couple months ago we had him on with Scott Bond. And yes, the two of them talked, and that's a good one to check out as well. 
Well, after them was Micah. Yes. And Micah is a band we kind of fell in love with at Rocklahoma. Um, Seen her last year, but it was kind of this year where I was really paying attention. That's right. And more so, I guess, is where I would have said it. And, you know, we got that EP and checked it out. And they, we had her on the podcast as well. You know, really got to talk to her well. And it's just such a fun, fun live show. You know, it's it's happy. It's, it's rock, but it's got that kind of, like you said, with Night Ranger, kind of that leans towards that. Yeah. Not, uh, not, not Ranger. I mean, Vixen, where it kind of leans towards that poppy essence. Yeah, a little you know, bit. But not much. It's also got that kind of, like I think you said in your review, that 70s era kind of glam sound. Yeah. Mixed with a little punk attitude. Exactly. She just kind of mixes all these things, or and all of them do, and it's just, it's just a cool, something that kind of stands apart from the other stuff that's going on, you know? Yeah, yeah, they bounced off in a, a great way, and like you said, they're they're a little bit just tad bif- different vibe than uh, everything else on there, so that was great. Um, she's a great front woman. Yeah, uh, they fucking pulled Rocket Queen off, didn't they? Yeah, that was crazy. That was awesome. So. I mean, yeah, I mean, nothing but good things about these guys, for sure. She's really good about, like I said, she's a great front woman. She's really good about interacting with the crowd. Yeah. And even got to a point where she was getting a little snarky with some people, which I thought was cool, too, when she was telling people to stand up. And then she called some dude out for not clapping when everybody else was clapping That's along. That's right. And she kept going at him until he did. That's right. <laughs> you got to. Yeah. But she, yeah, she, yeah, she included everybody, had everybody singing Unbreakable and let everybody in a big fuck you chant. It was yeah. great. It was yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> the streets officially went wild when she told everybody to say fuck you. That's One, right. One, two, fuck you. Right. Yep. <laughs> and she was handing out their, their album as well, you know, to people in the crowd, which was cool. And the only thing we missed was the beach balls that you're I know. a big fan of. I know. What's up with that? <laughs> we need to ask her. Yeah. Well, soundcloud.com backslash thunderdash underground. Go back uh, early June. There's an episode with her. Yes. And it's a good one. I think, you know, on the comments in the on the Facebook post, she said she spilled her guts on this one. So there you go. <laughs> Tune in to see that or hear that. I mean, who's next? Lillian Axe. L- oh, okay. Lillian Axe. I talked about on the, the preview that this is one of the bands I was looking forward to the most. I'd seen them once at Rocklahoma, but it was like at midnight or one in the morning. So you know how that goes yes. at Rocklahoma. You kind of remember it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. and I remember thinking it was cool, but that's about as far as I remember. So I was really excited about this. What can I say other than it lived up to what I'd hoped? Yeah. I mean, uh, Stevie <laughs> Blaze is a hell of a fucking guitar player. Yeah. It's I mean, like whacking you over the head with a fucking bat. And you enjoy it. That's how good he is. That's right. <laughs> okay. Damn. Not to cut you off. Sorry. No. Go right ahead. <laughs> I mean, and this one again. This is one of this is more your thing. I, I think you've kind of got into them a little bit more than me. But uh, I was surprised, and I was uh, you know pleasantly surprised. They're a little heavier than I I kind of thought. So that was good. Yeah. That was great. What I tell you, listen to him. You kind of get that vibe. They're somewhere between an eighties. Rock band and Dream Theater is yes, where, is where yeah. they kind of lie. I get that big time. You know, they've got that musicianship, that high musicianship, that progressiveness, the heavier sound, but then they also keep it melodic and they yeah. can fit on a bill like this. Even though they're a little bit heavier than some of the other bands, Yeah, it works. And, you know, they... 
there's it's surprising there's a couple of songs you know that they had mtv success with that they don't play at least the two times i've seen them but they did play show a little love and there at the end you know yes. and you could tell you could tell people knew it and they, they played some other stuff a couple other songs from the from the early stuff and i know they played some newer stuff as well which is heavier yeah so i was just yeah excited to see him and to see him and i that's just i know one of those bands that kind of flew under most people's radars back then yeah so hopefully hopefully they're on more of these festivals in the future just so they can get get some more exposure right definitely well next up was firehouse firehouse yes and we're fanboys. Yep. We always have been. Yep. We've said well, it before. We, this is the first band I ever saw live in my life. That's true. I mean, you know. <laughs> and September 11th, yesterday, which was this guy's birthday. I should have kicked this whole thing off by saying happy birthday. Well, Sorry I didn't. Thank you. Thank you very much. I say two days ago now because it's coming out Tuesday. That's right. I'm 22 years young now. Yes. 22 years. Plus another 18. Okay. <laughs> well, 26 years ago on that date, Firehouse released their debut album that's right and we actually saw them september the next year you know yes. so they had their radio hits by then but anyway <laughs> that's a story for another day <laughs> but yeah the first concert either one of us ever saw live and a couple of our friends i know mike thrasher as well and was that blood sweat and beers tour firehouse trickster warrant warrant we got two of the three here and hopefully we'll see trickster soon enough i know i know but firehouse is great i mean cj snare can still you know, kind of like Mealy from Stillheart, he can still hit all those notes. Yeah. You know, doesn't sound like shit at all, ever. And uh, they were, you know, one of those bands I cut my teeth on. And, you know, they came they came along a little later in the whole, uh, you know, 80s, you know, kind of glam, whatever you want to call it, scene. But I really latched on to them, you know. I think Bill Leverty's an underrated guitar player. Oh, yeah. I mean, I just, uh, I always enjoyed these guys and, you know. So I was just glad to get to see him once again. Yeah. Yeah, never disappoint. Like I said, I mean, CJ Snare is one of those guys. You listen to those first couple albums and you think, if you've never seen him live, you think, well, this is probably going to be a train wreck now. Uh But like I said, it's not in the least. Yeah. Because he's maintained it somehow. And they do a lot of shows every year. Yeah, they do. And I mean, so he's... He's maintained that thing. I mean, with obviously, no, it's possible. Yeah. Rob Halford does it. Yeah, he's and, way older than him. But and Firehouse can still go overseas. Yeah, uh, you know that they're really big uh, other parts of the world. I know Asia as yeah, well as as well thing. as Japan. Yeah, Asia's in Japan's in Asia. Well, it's, yeah, just so you know, technically, <laughs> but a lot of people are big in Japan, but not the rest of uh, Asia. True, I get you. I get you. Okay, they do full on tours that whole continent. Now I'm the dickhead. <laughs> but no, I mean they're just. I mean. They're great, and uh, it's like one of those things where I used to be like, you know, I, I would play down my love of this era, but now I just don't care. Right. Make fun of me all you want, and I'll just start, I'll just turn it up more. Yeah. So, there you go. But these guys are another band that if if you weren't geeks like us, you might forget how many radio hits they had. Oh, yeah, totally. You know, not just Don't Treat Me Bad or Love of a Lifetime. You know, there was also the hit ballad, When I Look Into Your Eyes. Then there was All She Wrote. And reach for the sky, yeah. you know, all had radio success. Yeah, and they they played all that stuff. And I wish, you know, I always wish there was some more stuff from the second album. But you know, you know, in a festival setting, yeah, they got their hits, man. Yeah, you yeah. got to go heavy on those. Whatever the biggest album was, besides the hits, that's where you're going to pull from. And I know they played Overnight Sensation from the first album, which is a yeah. great song. And 
you know, yeah, it was just cool to see him and what a lot of these, there wasn't any band on this actual festival that has a full original lineup, yeah. you know, cause exactly. most, most bands, you know, that have been around that long anymore don't, there's only a select few that do, but they have three of the four, you know, unlike a lot of bands, you know, yeah. Vixen did Night Ranger, but you know, so it's cool to see that. But I mean, the, the bass player, I'm drawing a blank on his name. He's been there, I think, since I think he's been the bass player since what's his name left, Perry. Now I remember they had they had that one guy, uh, and then he passed away. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think his name was Bruce something. I can't remember. All right. But yeah, then, well, he's then, long standing at but least. Yeah, this guy's been there probably longer than yeah than any of them. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, so just. Don't slag him if you have not seen him live. That's right. That Do is it. right. Yeah. Well, Quiet Right was up next. Am yeah. I right? Am I skipping something? Yes, now okay. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's another thing I mentioned on a thing. I was really looking forward to this, to see Jizzy Pearl sing with Quiet Right. I'd seen stuff online and knew it was going to be good, but you know, you always hope that when you're there, it lives up to what you hope. Yeah. And yeah. Quiet Right's a band I always liked. But I never, when I was young, never delved too deep into it. You know, I'd heard the greatest hits and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But never went into the back catalog and dug too deep. But as I got a little older, I did. I know you did as well. Yeah. And that's another band that's carried on after, obviously, after the singer passed away. And so you hope that whoever's up there is going to do it justice. Because that's one of the things that's you remember about Quiet Right is that scream, that that dirty raspy yell that's right and if you're gonna get someone to stand in and do that and jizzy pearls as good as it's gonna be for sure yeah yeah yep and dude man i i was you know not to sound like fanboy but i was floored you know he's just he's i've always known the guy's got stage presence yeah you know he looks the part he acts the part he sounds the part yeah he commands the stage yeah and more than anything more importantly as he sounds the part and he doesn't sound exactly like Kevin DeBro, but he's got the the same style of singing. Oh yeah, which is what makes it perfect. Got that raspiness. Yeah, yeah. And I just, you know, I just love those first two Love Hate albums, and you know, wish there was a chance to see them, but I'll take what I can get. There you go. You know? We saw yeah. this guy actually saw him sing with Rat back we whenever did. that was, fifteen years ago. Oh God, yeah. Oh. And you know, so it's cool to finally see him again, front and quite right, and I'm glad that they're. Getting on these bills and having success and Frankie Benali, you know, has kept this thing going. And I know there's always been talk about why is there a band with only the drummer who's original. But I know that he, after Kevin passed away, he went to his, I think it was his mom, maybe. Yes. And talked to her about getting her blessing, basically, of carrying this thing on. And, yeah. You know, so it's it's cool that he is and he's not just doing it just to, as a cash grab. He's got three other guys on stage that belong up there and i know he's had this lineup for a while now and it sounds good yeah exactly i mean this this is a lineup that there was going when kevin dubrow was still with us so right yeah i mean so it's been a while and uh you know i at that point i'd been i kind of went in the back and was hanging out with josh and doug and i'd had a few drinks in me so <laughs> i started geeking out when they played slick black cadillac yeah and you know josh was like calm down fanboy calm down like I can't do it. Yeah, I was like, I can't do it. I love this fucking <laughs> yeah. song. It was great. I actually I was up front because I had the photo pass <laughs> and I started playing Mama World Crazy Now. Like every part of me wanted to just like start fucking singing along, but there I'm like, go. I gotta look like I'm yeah, you gotta somewhat of a pro yeah. here, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretend you're supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah. Act like you're supposed to be there. Right. Well, 
you know, so that, like I said, that was great to see. I'm glad it sounded awesome. Glad it sounded the part, lived up to the hype, and I love Jizzy Pearl. There you go. Bam. Bam. <laughs> so, next up would be Striper. I don't know if you saw, did you see Striper? N- no, okay. I didn't. I, I didn't, didn't know. I know you're not all big into Striper, but you know how these festivals go, especially when it's more than one day. There's always someone you want to see that you end up missing. And for me, that was Striper. I was inside talking to people, I think inside Enzo, and time just got away from me. I realized they were on, and I just never broke away. And by the time I got out there, they were done. But yeah, I mean, I I didn't, I let it slide just because I saw them live in June in Oklahoma City. Yeah. I don't remember if I talked about that on here or not. Yeah. But it it blew me away as well. These guys are just stellar musicians, regardless of what you think about their message i guess is yep. what throws some people off but the songs are there the musicianship's there and michael sweet's fucking badass there you go i shouldn't have said the f word while i was talking about michael sweet, I know. but hey you're going to hell now <laughs> but yeah i i didn't i was uh I, I was in search of my special lady friend oh, okay and at the time and i figured that was a great time uh before warrant and queen drake yeah you know to get back to my spot so Everything worked out perfectly. Sorry, Striper. The maybe. god, the god boys will be mad at me. Maybe next time you'll. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I know Kevin Graham got there in time. <laughs> like he got there during Quiet Riot. And he, yes, yeah. That was his thing. He said, "I just got to get there before Striper," because I think he had said he hadn't seen him since way back in the day. And uh, I know he was. He said it was badass, so I believe him. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all and, that's all we need to know. Yeah. And uh I know some other people have posted out I think Jana Squires from Rocket Science, you know, she posted about how great they were yeah. and everything. So I know that they I know they pulled it off. I didn't have any doubt of that. Actually that's the first band I ever saw at the Kane's Barn. Really? Yeah. Oh, I remember you talking about that. Yeah. Here's a question. Did the drummer have his drum set to the side like in at Rocklahoma? No, because I saw a picture oh, I saw okay. a picture on stage and it was there center. What the hell was that all about, anyways, back then? I completely forgot about that. I don't yeah, know. isn't that weird? Yeah. Anyways. And then when, when I saw them at the Diamond Barroom, it was just centered. Oh, okay. Odd. Maybe they were playing Sentimental Street or some Night Ranger songs, and that's why he was doing you that. Know, you never know. No, this was, com- remember, it was completely to the side, like like profile. Oh, like, wow. Yeah. I completely forgot that. I don't know. That's weird. Anyways, sorry. If anyone knows Robert Sweet, find out about that first. Yes, definitely. <laughs> All right, next up is when the shit got real, for you especially, oh, and man. for me, but I know. Oh. <laughs> Go back to episode 21 on soundcloud.com backslash thunder underground. Joey Allen, the guitarist for Warrant, was yes. on our podcast. and It was badass. Yeah, it was great. We talked about Dog Eat Dog. We talked about their possible next album, Rockaholic, Robert Mason, all this great stuff. Yeah. So that was really cool. And here we are. 60 some episodes later and you know we'd seen him we saw him then twice last year actually and yeah. then seen him now again this time that's actually a band now i've probably seen as much as anyone but tesla probably at yeah. this point I, probably, yeah. I mean i don't know i need to i need to look that up but anyway i've seen him that many times because <laughs> it's a freaking fun time and it's just badass it's like you Where'd he go? I wish there was more dog eat dog stuff. I yeah, wish there no. was any dog eat dog stuff on this, but like we talked about, I know it's a festival. 
you can't expect that during a festival. Yeah, and, and it doesn't matter because I mean all their shits awesome. Yeah, they're like my they were my first, you know, like favorite band kind of before I really, really like discovered Metallica. Right. And you know, in the late eighties, and I mean, I just it was and Robert Mason just you know he. Uh, Brings a lot of life to these songs and really does them justice. I mean, yeah. it was a great time. It really was. Yeah, you can't say enough about Robert Mason because he's he doesn't sound like Genuine. And yeah. a lot of times, like we mentioned with Jizzy, he doesn't sound like Kevin, but he fits that style. And while exactly. Mason fits that style, he he doesn't really resemble him much at all to me. Yeah. Unless I'm missing something. And a lot of bands try to mimic stuff. You know, like Journey does or whatever, you, or Priest did for a bit. You get a guy in there that sounds exactly the same. Yeah. But they just got a guy in there that's a fucking rock star, in my opinion. Pretty and, much. And he he gets up there and he does it. And you know we, you know we were fans of this guy before he even joined Warrant because yeah. of Lynch Mob and Big Cock. Yep. Big Cock. Don't Google that. But if I guess if you're gonna Google it, Google Big Cock Band. Band. And then seriously, I'm not joking. Just go listen to him. It's just balls out rock and roll yeah it's exactly like you listen to that you hear that band name it's exactly what you expect and it's like funny shit too yeah way yeah it's like tongue-in-cheek kind of stuff they literally have like four or five albums. yeah they do he hasn't done one obviously since he joined warrant but he was in cry love for a little bit and obviously that second lynch mob album which is grossly underrated and anyway warrant you know they stuck to those first two albums they played Sex Ain't Love from Rockaholic, their newest album from a few years ago. But, you know, they hit all the, you know, Big Talk, 32 Pennies, Heaven, and Down Boys from the first album. I was kind of surprised yeah. they didn't play Sometimes She Cries, but they yeah. they played the ballads from Cherry Pie with Blind Faith and I Saw Red. Then, of course, Uncle Tom's Cabin, Song and Dance Man, which is cool. Yeah. So yeah. Damn Pretty, She Begins the Law, which is cool. And, and, and yeah. I and, mean, of course, Cherry Pie at the end. Yeah. But. They, you just sing along to every damn song, you know, and you you just have a great time. Yeah, I mean, it was a uh, anytime anytime I get to see them is going to be a good time, and it's a chance I'm gonna I'm if I have that chance I'll always take it. Yeah, first band we ever saw in '91, and never stopped since. That's right. That's right. So we owe it all to them. That's right. We're loyal <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of, they on that podcast, which is now. Almost a year ago, I think it was yeah. like I think it was October of last year. Yeah. You know, he talked about how they were sometime this year going to start making the album, and I saw something recently where they had, and he had mentioned they were hoping to get Michael Wagner, but I saw something recently that said they're getting Jeff Pilson oh, for docking slash Warner. That's awesome! And, I did not know yeah. that. And that's that's great. Yeah, and it said I don't know if they're I don't think they're in the process of recording yet, but I think they've written stuff and they're. They've tapped him as the producer. so That's going to be amazing. So my guess would be 2017, there should be new warrant. Yes. And that's a good thing, because if you haven't listened to Rockaholic from, was that 2012? 2011. 2011. Do it, because it's a great album. And yeah. a lot, I know Jack Blades produced that, right? Or no? I know he wrote some stuff on it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he did. I, I don't know if he co-wrote some stuff. It. Yeah. But I, I know that he co-wrote some stuff, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, so that's something to definitely look forward to. Well, this thing, this thing ended, well, not officially ended, but ended outside yeah. of Queensryche. Yep. And here we are again talking about a guy filling in for the original singer, 
and doing it beyond justice. Yes. In this case. Doing it better <laughs> than the other guy. It's hard to, you know, whoever, I say whoever I, that other guy yeah. is. I don't know. I've made that statement many times. It's hard to say that in a sense because when you go back to those early, early albums, I mean, Jeff Tate is as fucking great as it gets. But what we're talking about now is 2016. We're talking about live <laughs> and we're talking about newer music. <clears throat> and Todd Latour is unbelievable. Yeah. In every sense. Those two albums they've done with him, great from start to finish. And live, not just that, they're pulling out stuff that they quit playing. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you don't want to say it's because Jeff Tate couldn't do it because he still sounds good live, but probably because he didn't want to do it because he wanted to play some other bullshit and have, <laughs> uh, and have, uh, goddamn, um, fucking burlesque fucking shows. That's right. Instead of fucking rock concerts. Yeah. <laughs> well, they played two of the, two of the songs from the most recent album. Yeah. Great. And then they're pulling out shit. They played Screaming in Digital. It was like the second to last song. You know, and then they played Walk they didn't play Walk in the Shadows. I was kinda of sad about it. But they yeah. played Take Hold the Flame. They played Operation Mindcrime, the the song. Then of course, you know, the hits you expect, like Eyes of a Stranger, Jet City Woman, Silent Lucidity. Yeah. The most epic title track of all time, Empire. Um <laughs> And then early in the set, they played Damaged from Promised Land, which is where I kind of squealed like a little girl. You like that? Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, Promised Land, I've always been a huge fan of, and that just kind of got lost in the shuffle after Empire. And it's like the last amazing thing they did before they got Todd in the band. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. I mean, I like some of the other albums after that, but it just kind of lost something after DeGarmo left. And then... Once they ousted Jeff for Todd, yeah. now it's back to being what you expect Queen's Rack to be. Heavy metal perfection. Yeah, perfection's a great word. Well, that's what the fuck it is. Yeah, and they, you know, they sound great. They got three of the five original members. Yeah. Parker Lundgren's been there for a long time now, and he's fucking great. You know, I was standing on his side for a lot of the, the second half of the set. You know, instead of being over there on the Michael Wilton side and you know, he was just, he belongs in the band, you know, yeah. and it's cool. Cause he's way younger than the rest of them too, yeah. you know, well, Todd is fit. now too, but I yeah, mean, but it still fits. Yeah. Yeah. He fits well. I didn't even notice. I guess the other times I've seen him, I wasn't this close, but you know, right. Whenever take hold of the flame started, he stepped out and put his fist together and I'm showing you like they can see it. <laughs> and it's on his, uh, knuckles. It says, take hold. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if that's something he did after he joined the band, if he was just a big fan and did it before. Yeah. But either way, that was cool. Either way. I didn't get a picture of it because it happened too fast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what? I mean, we've rattled on about this before, like last year after Rocklahoma, a couple other times. You know, you can't, you can't talk this up and like you're not overhyping it. You know, Todd Latoria is fucking amazing. Yes. Yeah. I mean. Uh, like I said, who's that other guy? I don't even know. <laughs> right. That's, that's what, that's yeah. what Todd LaTorre does. I mean, I mean, he, he is the singer for Queen Drake. So that's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> there Telling you, go. you right now. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's the way the Saturday show ended. Yeah. After that, post party, Dead Metal Society was in there. 
You didn't go in there, did you? Mm-mm. Okay. I was in there. Actually, I was in there. I wasn't in there at the very beginning of you them. You finagled your way in there somehow, you, yeah. you, you sneaky fuck. No, I was supposed to be there. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I forgot. Yeah. 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 And uh, <laughs> I think I missed the very beginning, but I saw the majority of them was there. They, they played until... Man, I don't know. The bar closed down right before two, and they played up until like five or ten minutes before that. So, really? You know, they nice. played probably close to an hour and a half at yeah. least, I think. And you know, they're if you're not familiar with them, they're a, a band out of Tulsa that they play a lot in the region. You know, they'll get in Arkansas, Missouri, and Kansas, and I think Texas as well, and play play shows at casinos and fill them up because they're they're a phenomenal cover band. Yeah, they they stick to this era. That's why they're out there. Um, it's all eighties, early nineties. And, you know, they don't just, they're not just glam or anything. They, they do Metallica. Yeah. They do Judas Priest, all that kind of stuff, as well as the Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, Kiss, you know, they stick to the heavier stuff or, you know, Kiss and obviously heavier, but you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. The heavier stuff and the classic stuff. They don't really get into too much of the real glam stuff, but they did play smooth up in you. So there you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Speaking of, Mark Torian was on this podcast recently. Yep, go check it out. It's a good one. <laughs> they, you know, they don't disappoint. They do a full-on cover of November Rain, which is great. Yeah. Like, who else does that? No one. Exactly. And then they did, like, a 10-minute Metallica medley, you know, where they, they played, like, eight Metallica songs. Oh, that's awesome. You know, with no vocals. Like, he goes off stage and stall instrumental. Really? Yeah. That's great. That's badass. Yeah. So, yeah, do yourself a favor, DMS. Check them out. Just Google them. They've got or YouTube them. They've got a lot of stuff on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Where they played around, and I don't know what their gig, next gig is in this area, but like I said, Facebook Dead Metal Society. They're the only band on there called that. Yep, you should be there. Which is a great name, by the way. Yes, I've said it, it before. I'll say it again. <laughs> yeah, that is. So yeah, I mean, other stuff happened after that, but. That's the that's the bulk of this festival yeah. that we need to talk about. Yeah, and you know I gotta say it was it was very well attended. Yeah, uh, it was packed both days, um, and uh, I just think that's a great testament to this kind of music. Yeah, and to uh, Tulsa, you know, uh, I you know I don't want to get all you know corny, but I mean just downtown Tulsa, what a great place to spend a couple days. Yeah, I mean really, it's just that. What 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 that what that area has become in the last five ten years is amazing, yeah. and uh, it, it was just nothing but a, it was just a good time all over the place. Yeah, and not just that, just the whole vibe of the festival is. Yes, exactly that too. We talked about this on our Rocklahoma episode. We love going to Rocklahoma because we've done it every year and it's fun. Yeah, but. Even though it's fun and it's an amazing time every single year, nothing compares to those first three years. Yeah. And I don't know if that's just me being a geek or something, but it's just something about that whole vibe and era of music that it, there's just something in the air, like you yes. like to say. And, <laughs> you know, I don't know how much else to explain it, but just the vibe of the whole thing is totally different now than it used to be. And, you know, this isn't exact same because you're not out there camping, but you're out there all day for a couple of days with people that all love the same stuff and yep. you still, you kind of get that feeling. That's right. You know, I mean, we, we ran into a bunch of people we know from Rock Lama, like I yep. mentioned, Kevin, Rachel, and of course, Philip Bruce, John Stowe, you know, I'm not, if I keep naming names, I'm going to forget yep. someone to feel like an ass, but you know, of course our friend, Tommy, Josh. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. Doug and yeah. Tracy and 
Autumn was out there working, bus right. mass. It's like it, Billy Bristol. We gotta oh, mention man. him working his ass off. This guy, you know, loves what he does. You know, he does stage managing. He sets up stages. He works at BOK, all stuff sound, around town, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, the Canes and the Brady and out here, and you know, he busts his ass. He'll work like you know, sixteen hours a day, yeah. and get up after three hours of sleep and do it again and. You know, he freaking loves it, you know, yeah, so that's, that's, thankfully we run into him a few times, get to talk to him for a couple minutes. But. Exactly. But he was working, so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, um, it was just one of those, just like I said, it was a cool vibe in the air, you know. Like Johnny Paycheck said, we were having ourselves one of those real good times. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like we mentioned earlier, you know, thanks to, you know, Freddie from Frederick Entertainment. <sighs> bringing his farm rock event to Tulsa. Definitely. You know, and this is the first one that is in a city setting downtown. That's why it wasn't called farm rock. It was called streets gone wild. And I think it was Friday. I think it was the first day out there. Eddie trunk said, you know, when he was on stage before he was introducing someone that it's happening next year. Yeah. He said, you know, it's already set to happen. They didn't give dates or anything, but you would assume probably around the same time. Yeah, it's going to be great. So that's great that I assume at that point they knew that their advanced sales were enough to know that we can do this again. And especially Saturday, you know, it was packed. You look at the pictures, you know, you see that whole street filled up there on Elgin. And that's just badass. Yeah, you can't ask for better than that. And again, like we mentioned, Tom Green and his whole crew that basically handled this whole thing and did a phenomenal job. And he's... He's another one that you got to throw props to because anytime I've ever, oh, yeah. anytime I've ever been anywhere that he's like working, which that's usually the only time to see him, but yeah. you know, like at IDL or back at D Fest or at this thing, it's like the guy is out there busting his ass doing 27 jobs. That's right. And like, I think it was Saturday night after DMS was ending, I was standing outside talking to some people that were smoking and he was out there sweeping the street. I mean, this is a guy running, <laughs> one of the guys running the show, you know, and he's yeah. busting his ass doing everything, you know. Yeah, he, you can't commend someone enough for that kind of. Exactly. And, and you, ethic, know, you know, also one of those guys, he's got a million things going on. He's running here, there, everywhere. And if he sees us, he'll stop real quick and shake our hand. Yeah. Make sure we're okay. I mean, that's just, I mean, that kind of hard work and that kind of dedication, that's why this thing was so successful. Exactly. You know, because you're, you're giving everything all the same attention yeah i mentioned uh billy denise was out there yes another person we know who was same same way busting her ass nonstop. so i figured i'd throw props to her got to but yeah can't say that it was a great time enough yeah oh yeah it was a blast and can't wait for next year it's kind of cool that it's set you know at the end of the summer so you know it's kind of something between you know, the Rocklahoma festivals, yeah. you know, over the past many years, we've gone to many different festivals and, but Rocklahoma is always the, the one we always hit. Exactly. So if this becomes an annual thing, obviously we'll always be at it because this is our jam, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it was a great way to close out the season. Yeah. And so now two years in a row on your birthday, you saw an awesome music festival. Yes, I did. Last year we hit Riot Fest in Chicago yep. and that fell on your birthday. Yeah. So you went from... Motorhead and Rancid and Henry Rollins to Faster Pussycat, Mike Tramp, and Warrant. I know. Hey, and you know what? It all makes sense to me. Yeah. Damn it's right. All, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> well, BeatThunderUnderground.com, everything's on there. Like I've mentioned, 
many times, soundcloud.com backslash thunderdash underground. People at this festival that we've had on, or guys from Driver, we've had on Jason and Nine from Dead Metal Society, both separate episodes. We had on Micah, Devin Micah, the singer of Micah. Yes. Had on Joey Allen from Warrant. Um, I think, is that everything? Am I forgetting anybody? Hey, we even had Eddie Trunk on for That's true. Uh, a few minutes, you yeah. know, in a podcast uh, from a few months ago. Yeah, I was actually at the press conference for this event. Yes, sir. And, you know, in this vein of music, we had on Mark Gus Scott from Trickster. We had on Mark Torian from the Bullet Boys. Both of those are good. Both great dudes. Totally different types of episodes, but both yeah. fun to listen to. We had on Mike Horizon, Jeff Sandoval, who played with Frank Hannon Band. Frank Hannon, obviously, from Tesla. Yeah. So if you're into this vein of music, go check those out. If you like heavier stuff, we had on Sid Falk from Overkill. Speaking of, I ran into him out there. Yes, he was out there. Yeah. And who else am I forgetting? Kirk Winstein from Crowbar and Down. Reed Mullen from COC. Wino. Yes, from The Obsessed in the Spirit Caravan. We had on Richie Cavalera from Insight. Who's speaking of? If you like heavy metal, this guy is playing Thursday night at Downtown Lounge. Yes. September 15th. Insight. Go see him. Yeah. So even if you're not in the Tulsa area and you see the Insight is coming near you, they're going to knock your ass in the dirt. <laughs> That's right. They opened for Crowbar and Soulfly last year and we saw them. And it just... If you can open for Kirk Winstein and Max Cavalera and knock someone on their ass... You know what you're doing. Yeah. And obviously, he's got the bloodline to know what he's doing, right? Relentless. <laughs> so, who am I forgetting? Drowning Pool. Yeah. Tons of other guys. Chris Broderick. So, go back and look it up. SoundCloud.com backslash Thunderdash Underground. Facebook.com backslash The Thunder Underground. YouTube and Instagram is also at The Thunder Underground. Twitter is THNDR, UNDR Ground. We're on Periscope, Thunder Underground. And then... Of course, the website is thethunderunderground.com. Yes. And also, I want to say, uh, yesterday was our good buddy Sprout's birthday. Yes. So, happy birthday to him. Speaking uh, you'll, of. You'll hear, yeah, you'll hear him at the very end of this podcast, as you usually do. Yeah, I don't know that we've ever... Have we ever said that? I don't. Oh, well, we did now. I, I just thought of that. I don't think we ever did. <laughs> if you've listened to us more than once, the person at the end that says Thunder Underground, y'all... Is Sprout. Sprout. That's and right. speaking of Sprout, he's been on this podcast twice. That's right. There's an episode with just him back when he was still in King Shifter. And then there's an episode with all the guys from his new band, Screaming Red Mutiny. Yes. From several months ago. It's great as well. Go and, listen. And speaking of Screaming Red Mutiny, if you're in the Tulsa area, this Saturday night at Cimarron Bar, they're playing with Oklahoma Hombres. Yeah. Both of these bands are fantastic. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. So, are you going to be there? there? That's my plan. I'm going to be there. All right. That's my plan. I have <laughs> never seen Oklahoma Boys live. Oh, my God. We got <laughs> When Steve Ray hears that, he's going to be pissed. He knows because every uh, time... I've been okay. out of town like every time they've played in this area. <laughs> well, guess what? You're going to see him this Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, and it'll be great. Yes. Go back and listen to Steve Ray on this podcast as well. Exactly. See, we just we could keep going for like yeah. two hours. Longest podcast ever. <laughs> no, that was the Rock Lomer Review, wasn't it? Yes, I think so. <laughs> well, and also in this area, Saturday, September 24th, Billy and Renee's. We've got Crane Technique out of Joplin. 
who've been on this podcast and they're heavy as hell. We just talked about them last episode because they played in Tulsa the week before last. And great live band. It's a great bunch of dudes. If you like shit heavy, you're going to like these guys. There you go. Fist of Rage is also on the show. Fist of Rage. We've had all four of them on here as well. Yep. You know, that's always a treat because, you know, Andy gets up there. You never know what you're going to get from him. You know, he might be dressed like an Oompa Loompa. He might be dressed like... (laughs) Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, Marilyn Monroe, a baby. You never know. And then, (laughs) you know, Paulette's up there looking beautiful. And then, you know, Vernon and Josh just hold this fucking thing together. There you go. So Fist of Rage, y'all. See, I tried to be as cool as Sprout, but I'm not. (laughs) You're just not going to do that. (laughs) Right. All right, are we done? I think so. I think so. I think people have turned it off like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> I hope not. Hey, well, as long as they hit click at first, we're good. Hey, we we go. got the count, I guess. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, we'll see you next time, episode 88. Thunder Underground, y'all. Thunder Underground, y'all.